Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. NACA is just relentless. This is the NACA way. of NACA's American Dream Program. And we have an awesome guest. You guys are already familiar. You see him all the time. We have Mr. Eric Exum back again to talk about this mortgage process and answer those questions. And I'm sure you guys have been re- looking on social media, knew that he was coming. What's her name? Denise. I know she knows he's back. So definitely go ahead and get your questions in if you have any questions for us please give us a call, 833-771-0500. And Jeanette, what's going on? How was your weekend? What's going on over there? Hey, 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 out there in the world of NACA. It is a beautiful day in NACA land, Jamie, and it's a beautiful day to be out house shopping, doing good in the hood, riding around, community shopping, as my good friend Rob Torres always says, (laughs) looking at the communities, trying to decide if this is the community for me, and at a 3.125 interest rate on a 30-year fix and a 2.5% on a 15-year interest rate fixed. You cannot beat that with a stick. And I am out here. You know, Damien, it was a great weekend. We had wonderful, wonderful conversation with a lot of our Section 8 and Housing Choice Voucher recipients who are finding out for the very first time that they too can own a home using that that very Housing Choice Voucher. Yes, that's right. NACA is here for you. For those of you who are uh, recipients of a Section 8 or Housing Choice Voucher, you know, come talk to us, see us. Don't don't just look us up. Find out all you can. Give us a call. Always, you can reach us at www.naca.com and at 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500. You can find out about all of our beautiful programs. Go on to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like us, love us, ask us questions about that program and so much more. Damien. How did we get Eric back? How did we get him back? We got Look, him back. We had to drag him back just because he's a busy person. He's always busy, y'all, but he takes the time out to make sure he comes for us when we need him. Thank you, Eric, as always, Absolutely. for coming. Uh, pleasure to be here. Never too busy for our membership. Actually, as you saw, you know, even before we started recording, you know, always happy to have conversations about how members can best make it through our process. So. Now, one question I do want to start off asking about the program, because I I want to make sure everybody understands one of the first prerequisites of doing when they're doing the housing voucher, you always, and Eric, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you need to make sure that the county that you're a recipient of that housing voucher participates, because it it is open around the country, but your county has to choose, do they want to let you use that voucher to purchase a house. Like for instance, I live in Fulton County in Atlanta in Georgia, but the city of Atlanta does not participate, but outside of the city of Atlanta, Fulton County does. So the first thing I'm gonna refer or defer you to do is to check with your housing voucher associate or whoever you deal with to make sure that you can use it. Now, I think you may be able to switch and move to other areas that may participate which may take a little bit longer, but I don't know how that piece works, but you need to first start your homework with your housing voucher counselor to see if they participate in that in that purchase program. Is that correct, Eric? Yes, um, for the most part. So you get a case manager, as you know, when you're a housing, when you're a, when you're working with the housing authority for mortgage payment assistance. And exactly as you're saying, you gotta really be careful that the jurisdiction you're working with works for the with the property that you choose. So to your point, if you're working with the city of Atlanta, the the housing authority in the city of Atlanta, they're going to limit the area you can purchase to where they're investing. And if you're going outside of Atlanta, you'll have to work with that particular housing authority. So say you go all the way down to Savannah, it's going to be a different housing authority you work with. To your point, if you work out in Fulton County, it might be a different housing authority you work with. Each housing authority has a jurisdiction that they can offer vouchers within. 
So you have to make sure you're working within the right jurisdiction. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I know we got questions, so I'm not even going to get in the way, Antoinette. Go ahead. Shoot. That makes perfectly good sense. But I want to take a step back and make sure. Now, we take for granted Eric's visits here to the show, and I don't want to... To, to, to belabor anything, but I also don't want to behoove Eric of who he is and let you guys know who this man really is at NACA. For those of you are, who are meeting Eric for the first time, he is our national director for Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. Eric runs the entire mortgage processing department. That department is everything after you get qualified. It's underwriting. It's the actual mortgage processing. It's working directly with the bank. It is getting you ready for closing. It is processing your documents, making sure all I's are dotted, all T's are crossed. It is making sure that you do get your clear to close. It is making sure you're closed and that your loan funds. It is the end all be all to your entire process. And Eric is the man that runs this entire department. His department is consistent. Eric, your, your department consists of how many people within your mortgage department? Oh, goodness. Uh, 27 people working on closing and wow. Twenty-seven and growing. Eric is also looking for great people under the mortgage processing umbrella. So, you know, always, again, go out there on the www.naca.com. And if you are a skilled, qualified underwriter, he'd love skilled, to talk to skilled. you. Skilled. <laughs> well, because he don't play. He don't play. This is a man who is oh. literally running the, the mortgage processing department in not just 40 plus offices. He handles them all. So when he does come to the show, yeah, we do make a big deal out of it because considering what the, the stick he's swinging and the, the torch he's trying to carry for the company, it is the treat to get him here. So Eric, again, thank you. But I wanted to introduce you properly so that people can know that this is somebody with 20 plus years of experience who is talking about how to get you through the program. Did I miss anything, Eric? No, no, I really appreciate the accolades and that's all right. And you're, you're exactly right. The 27 people... Um, who report to me, um, they are very skilled. But don't worry. I mean, if you want to apply for an underwriter position and you've had a couple of years in processing, but you've always known you can do it, don't let that hold you back. Frankly, when I get people from organizations, like especially banks, I often have to untrain them out of bad habits mm -hmm. to train them to do it the right way to truly help low moderate income people. So I factor all that in. It's all about aptitude, commitment, work ethic, you know, if, if you have the right skill set, I can train you into the job, but you have to come with the things that I can't train. And that's also personality. That's also somebody yeah. with a commitment to our community. Yeah. So, yeah. so please apply. That's exactly right. I went through the applications this weekend, some great applications come in. I'll tell you one thing about applying for a job at NACA, you know, every year this time, the applications go way up because what do the banks do? They lay people off during the flu season. Oh. And you know, I hear some people say, oh, you're nonprofit, you don't pay quite as much um, in some cases. But you know what? If you look at it holistically in those few months you missed work and had all that stress, when you look at the the total earnings for the year, you know, I've never, I've never in 18 years of running divisions, or 19 years of running divisions at NACA, I've never once had to lay anyone off. I love That's that. Amazing. I love that. And you know what? Very few leaders and managers. Uh, especially directors, Eric, uh, managing and directing a department, very few can say that they've never had to lay anyone off. I can't even say that, um, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Job security at its best. I love it. I love it. Wow. So I know we got to get the show on the road and we, I think we got Sarah, Felicia, Denise. We got so many. <laughs> Wait, Eric, Denise, is so back. Denise, we, is back. Denise is back. She's already called. <laughs> She has already called. So yeah. I got to toggle back and forth. Thank with you, Erica. Denise. Er Erica, I'm not going to leave you out. I haven't heard from you, but Erica in Vegas always gives us a call when you're on, Eric. And she always asks great questions. So I'm going to toggle back and forth. We're going to handle Instagram, Facebook, and our calls. But again, get those questions coming. 833-771-0500. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are live right now. Eric, uh, we're going to go as fast as we can to get these questions. Right. Um, and again, I'm going to toggle back and forth. But the first question is, how much should one save in order to go through the NACA process? It's, it's a great question. Um, so the minimum you need to get qualified in any of the offices we have and, and remote counseling is $2,500 liquid. But for most people, that's not going to be enough. 
because you have to have the money to close, which are your prepaids, your taxes, your insurance, your interim interest. And you need to have at least one month's reserves. In some cases, you need as much as six months reserves. So the, the simple answer to that question is save as much as you possibly can. You're buying a house, you know, don't mess around. Now's not the time to do the extras um, and spend any money on non-necessities. If you want to get serious about buying a house, save every cent you can. And it adds up. Guess what? If you don't need, and in, in with NACA, in most cases, you don't need very much to close on a house. You keep that money. Now you can invest it either in your house or, you know, make sure that you have it in the bank because in homeownership, there will be repairs and maintenance, often unforeseen. Yep. The what ifs. It's always the what ifs. Yeah. Murphy's law, right? You know, yep. something always, you know, what can go wrong will go wrong. And in homeownership, that happens as well. Absolutely. It does happen. Trust me. It does happen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Eric, next question is, what if I'm in the NACA process and I want to change states during the process? What if I want to move for whatever reason, job relocation, uh, family, medical, whatever? I, I get this question a lot. And the answer to that question is you need to go experience the area that you want to move to before buying in that area. I know that, you know, a lot of people are preparing, they're working even with our program for a long time. Homeownership right now is on the mind. But if you move to a new city or new area that you've never lived in before, you can make some really big cultural mistakes about where, what neighborhood you move into. You can move into an area that the, you know, the churches that you want to go to, the people you want to be around, you know, homeownership and lifestyle go hand in hand. You know, you don't want to make a mistake. You know, you can change the way your house is inside. You can even change where your house is outside. You can't change where the house is. So you really need to get to know an area before you purchase in that area. Our rule of thumb, six months. Live in a community, you know, or within driving distance of where you want to live for at least six months, drive back and forth, get to know the people, get to know the community, get to know everything about it. Because when you buy a house through the NACA program, you're committing to be in that house. This is a neighborhood stabilization program. Don't forget that. You're committing to be in that house for a minimum of five years. And it could be really painful being in the wrong neighborhood for five years. That makes mm -hmm. perfectly good sense. And I'm going to toggle back and forth. Uh, Eric, last, last Monday, we did a show. And we did a show. We actually had inspectors on. And we did a live inspection. And one of the questions is, uh, first of all, she said, I like the show when the lady completed her inspection on the show. Uh, did she purchase that house? And will you do another one like that? The answer is yes. That was her house of choice. And yes, she is purchasing that property. Will we do another home inspection live on the show? If, if we need to, we'll continue to bring the information to you, letting you know what to look for, how to work well with your inspector, good questions to ask, things to stay away from, things you should do when you find out things. And then the next question we're leading into is what if there's a serious HVAC issue that an owner finds months after closing and the inspector didn't see the serious issue? Is there anything I can do, Eric? Yeah, um, unfortunately, for most in, for the inspectors, if you read the documents when you hired them, um, they don't they're not accountable post close. So they do their best to identify any issues up front, but it's not the the inspector you can go after. In some cases, and what you got to make sure you do is really thoroughly review your property condition checklist. In virtually every state in this country, that's something the seller has to provide with the person sell contract when it's executed. And if the seller knew about a major issue and didn't disclose it, you can then sue the seller post-close. Um, the key is to, so a general inspector, it's a great question, by the way, because a general inspector, they do a good job and that's exactly what they are, a general inspector. Yeah. I've always recommended, and, I, and when I purchased my house through NACA, uh, I also had an HVAC inspector separately. I also had a roof inspector separately. Okay. I also had a plumbing inspector separately. And okay. I also had an electrical inspector separately. Yes, I paid on average about 200 bucks each for them to just come out and check out the house, but it was well worth it. The electrical yes. inspector found something that a general inspector would have never found. Like, how would they? They're just a general inspector. You know, when you get the trade experts, they, they can do a deep dive into those areas. This wow. is also why Eric said that you need to save as much as possible so yeah. that you can make sure 
that you have the funds to do all these because this is one of not the largest investment. I want to say speaking into existence, one of your largest investments. So you want to make sure that you're taking the time. But one of the other things I do want to add is it's keep your home inspection. And then if you get like the, the home warranty and it shows that it wasn't messed up, they may cover it under the home warranty. So you may not have to pay a whole lot as long as the home inspection said there was nothing wrong with the HVAC. Yep. Damien, you're exactly right. Usually with um, uh, HVAC systems, there's a separate type of warranty you'll buy for those, but you're exactly right. That That's a good option for a lot of people is to have coverage through insurance. And um, yeah. exactly what you said. So the, some people might say, well, didn't you spend an extra $800 inspection? Absolutely. But it positioned me to negotiate with the seller where I got oh. an additional $2,000 from the seller. To take you Come on now. And then I ended up getting them taken care of for a couple hundred bucks. So, yeah. That yeah. made you super strong, $200 for each of those. And that's a drop in the bucket considering what you saved in the long run, Eric. Yep. That was that's interesting. Right. I, I didn't that's even smart. realize you could smart. do that. That really was smart. Ladies and gentlemen, he's bringing it to us. We're learning. I'm learning right with you. This is this is great. Eric, that takes us into another conversation. Um, uh, the young lady who is texting in says, I was told that NACA have, a purchase, have purchase limits. And I have to live in a certain area. I want to join the four-hour the workshop. I want to come to the workshop, but because of this, I don't think I should. Advise, please. Ooh, see, you should go to the workshop to get accurate information because you're hearing bits and pieces. So what I'm going to recommend that person do is go on NACA.com, go to right. purchase resources, and read everything. Read the workbook, the qualification workbook, read the purchase workbook. They walk you through all the criteria for the NACA program. Mm -hmm. Our website also has the maximum acquisition costs. That's exactly right. The NACA program is truly for low and moderate income people and people purchasing in low and moderate income communities. So you don't have to be low income if, you, if you're going to buy in a low and moderate income community. We're all about uh, economic diversity stabilizing neighborhoods. You know, we believe that diversity truly stabilizes neighborhoods. Um, okay. and, and everyone should remember why NACA exists, right? We're trying to offset the discriminations and predatory lending that happened, particularly right. that started with FDR and, and redlining. So those are the neighborhoods we really need to get back in and rebuild because that's oh, where we live, right? The, yep. It's not about getting out of the neighborhood. It's about bringing money back to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. and building it up and that's wealth that's wealth that's exactly right that's where our wealth already is mm -hmm. it's about getting that wealth back into our communities mm -hmm. that have been stolen from us over time and time again but that's a different conversation so we'll stick we'll stick to the program guidelines um so in short yes um so for example in most in most communities you know in new york in the high cost markets a single family purchase is up to seven hundred twenty-six thousand for the the NACA limit for you know, non-high cost communities, they're at 484,000 and change. So my, my point is a true low mo lower moderate income person can't afford much more than that in a mortgage payment. And in many cases, not even that high in a mortgage payment. You know, right. The payment on a $700,000 mortgage is significant. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that is. Thank you, Eric. Now, does the house that you choose have to be on the market in order to purchase through NACA? No, not at all. Actually, a lot of our members buy the house they currently live in and it never listed. A lot of our members find out from family, friends that someone's about to list. A lot of our members do buy from family and friends. So, um, you know, that's, that's a real estate thing where it gets listed. But, but the short answer is no, it doesn't have to be listed through NMLS or any listing agency. It just has to be, of course, for sale. And the seller has to have the right to sell the property. And if it's what's called a non-arm's length transaction, so non-arm's length means you know the person selling a property, it cannot be a bailout situation. So they cannot be in pre-foreclosure or foreclosure. They can't be behind in the mortgage. The reason for that is we want you to buy the house that works best for you. We don't want you to buy a house to save somebody else's situation. Right. 
you know, we're focused on our members succeeding. And unfortunately, sometimes when that happens, I'm trying to help mom or cousin out because they couldn't afford it. And I buy that house, but that house wasn't right for me and my family. Right. And I'm in trouble because if the house doesn't work well for you, it's not a good investment. Now, Eric, how does a rehab home work with NACA? When you say a rehab home, um, purchasing a rehab home, right. purchasing so one that's in rehab. Right. So what do you mean is exactly? We'll lend the money to buy the house and we'll also lend the money to do the repairs and upgrades for the house as long as the total amount is not outside of your qualification or affordability. And our qualifications are all about the monthly payment. So for example, if you qualified for $2,500 per month and you buy a house for $200,000, you might have another $250,000, $300,000 in repairs that you can do. You can put on a new roof. You know, I, we, We've done full gut rehabs where the entire inside of house is gutted out and made to be basically a brand new house. And, and that's one of the greatest ways. And the reason why that program is so important is what we talked about earlier. It's revitalizing and rehabilitating neighborhoods, not just properties, but entire neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and we're so proud to do that. And one of the very few programs that do offer the money to, to buy the house and to do a full rehab for the house. I love it. I like I love too, it. Eric, this expands your options so you don't have to just look at a new house, but you can expand your option and look at a house that may need repairs, either or, whichever you find that best suits your needs. Is that that's correct? That's that's exactly right. So, Damien, what, what, one of the interesting things that's happen, happening in this very unique market where there seems to be an extreme lack of inventory is people are doing something I've never seen them do before. They're, they're moving really far from where they've been living, from their job, from their yeah. friends, yeah, to go buy new construction, which yeah. a lot of people say, well, it's a brand new house. New construction is incredibly high risk for a lot of people. You don't know who else is going to buy around you. You don't know what's going to happen with that neighborhood, whether it's going to go up or down. Um, and if like I, I not to mention, I'm in Houston. You don't even know if it's flooding or flooded. That, that's exactly where I was headed was I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, where the earth is very calcium rich. It's, it's clay. So yeah. a lot of new constructions, you walk into the house a year later, there's cracks from the floor yeah. to the oh, ceiling wow. because yeah. it's settled after yep. a year. Foundation or two issues. Yeah. And there's significant. And that happens often. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of existing neighborhood, existing instructions. When my, when I think I'm on my third house that I bought. Um, um, so I've sold, you know, I bought, sold, bought, sold as, you know, my family has grown. We've, we've come through the program and, and upgraded. I'm a big fan. Every time I've knocked in the doors of several neighbors before I bought the house. Hey, this is my wife. You know, we'd like to meet you. We're thinking about buying that house. What do you think? Do you like the neighborhood? One of the greatest resources you I have like are people who've been in the neighborhood for a long time. They'll tell, they'll give you the download. They'll tell you exactly what's going on with the neighborhood. They'll point they out sure that will. person over there. You know, like, <laughs> uh, she's the always Yeah, uh, they'll give you the scoop, and then you can make decisions about you know lifestyle and who you want to be around. And it's, and that's one of the most you know one of the best things my wife and I have ever done because we like to live the way we like to live. I'm a man of convenience. I don't want to go far, you know, um, so I want to be around people who I want to interact with. I simply love oh, that. Eric, with, with this, one, one, one just quick question, Engineer. Um, Eric, also with this rehab portion, many houses with a traditional loan that you may not qualify for because of the repairs, NACA allows you to qualify for it and repair it. So again, that still opens up your options of choices of houses with NACA as opposed to an outside lending company. That's exactly right. And Damien and, and, and everybody out there, what's really interesting and, and what you really got to think about is you should much rather do the repairs yourself than a seller. You know, think about somebody selling a car, right? If, if they know they're doing repairs just to sell it, they're not going to do the top quality, most expensive repairs. They're doing just what they have to do to get it sold. But if you're the buyer who's doing the repairs, you're going to do them to the quality that's going to last for you. So just keep that in mind. Um, the rehab program is one of the best resources for that program. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Eric. This 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 is so helpful, so helpful. And I love the fact that you you toured your neighborhood and things like that. And I find myself often, Damien, quoting my good friend, Kenneth Clark, who came onto the show, <laughs> uh, he and a couple of other brokers from other regions, 
uh, came onto the show. And the one thing Kenneth said, and Eric is reiterating that to all of you who are out there house shopping, it's always good to look at existing homes and stop looking for the new homes because you could get so much more house for your money and put that little TLC that's needed to get it up to your livable standards and the beauty, the beautiful, the pretties and all of that. You can do it later. And this, this is your first home. Go ahead on and make that purchase because it does get difficult sometimes when you're trying to find a, a new home with the inventory shortage and things like that. But it doesn't have to be, be your in. It, it can be your beginning. It doesn't have to be your end. And Eric just proved it because he is in home number what? Three. He's in wow. home number three. As his family dynamics changed, he changed home. So again, those of you who are out there, you know, get your first house. And as your dynamics change, as your finances change, you can also change. So it doesn't have to be your last stop, but it can be a beautiful journey if you allow it to. Because you still Next. can come back through NACA, right? If you Absolutely. Wanna... Um, it's typically going to take five years. So in my case, it, it, they've been seven years apart. Um, that's the way, you know, life has been growing. And that's that's a good pace. Um, I think I'm on my last home. You know, my kids are teenagers now. And when, it, when they go off to college, you're going to have a house. I'm probably just going to close off the upstairs. <laughs> you know, and... And, you know, I love the neighborhood. You know, it, it was amazing. You know, I was cutting my grass this weekend, talked to neighbors on both sides for hours, you know, across the street. I just have, you know, I have awesome neighbors and it's, you know, it's a community. And like I said, you know, I, I like to live my life close to home. So yeah. my neighbors are really important. You know, a pastor lives four doors down, you know, it's Absolutely. a really cool community. I love that. I'm a Louisiana girl originally. So I'm a product of a village. It takes a village to raise up a child. So I'm a product of a village. So I like knowing my village that's around me, especially if my son is going to be outside playing. So mothers out there, listen up. Right. In our day, the whole neighborhood raised the kids. You knew that's all right. the other kids. You could always just go over to somebody's house and go to Miss Johnson's house down the block and she'd take yeah. care of you just like your mom would. And discipline <laughs> yeah. you just like your mom would, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, lights coming on, it's time to go home. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's right. In a lot of communities, that, that seems to have changed, you know, with technology. You know, we, we got to get back to the questions, but yeah. it, this is a good conversation because it's important for people to think about what they want out of a community in addition to the house. You know, we get so right. focused on the house because it's such a competitive market. You know, it's so much more, like I said, you can't change the location. So the people around you are going to have a big impact in many cases on your lifestyle. That's right. I love this. This is good quality conversation. Next question, Eric. Uh, cute, cutest. She's saying, now that I, I went from priority member to non-priority member due to so much overtime for cash, and I love that, congratulations. My housing search has become more difficult. Being in Brooklyn, New York, I am more, more qualified to live in the bad neighborhoods, which I find it difficult to understand why I am so, so limited to where I want to raise my son. Well, like I said earlier, the program is for, you know, low moderate income people and people purchasing in low moderate income communities. Um, you know, I don't, I, I'm from New York City myself, Queens. Um, so I know Brooklyn very well. I was pumped in Brooklyn all coming up. You know, it's interesting that we say bad neighborhoods today from what from when I grew up, there are no bad neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the new Manhattan. Brooklyn is amazing. You know, the entire borough now um, and, and up and coming. I understand where you're coming from. It's, it's a it's a very legitimate concern that you might want your kids in a specific school district or a specific neighborhood. I'm happy for you that your income has gone up and that puts you in a position to use programs other than NACA. You know, NACA's mission isn't to have everyone to use the NACA program. NACA's mission is to ensure, you know, no one gets preyed upon or discriminated against. So use us. I'll, I'll be happy to review your closing disclosure. You know, if, if you can't buy within the NACA, um, if you don't want to buy where you're restricted to, which is a priority community, now that you're not a non-priority member, I'll be happy to review your closing disclosure and make sure you're not getting a bad deal and not getting ripped off. I love it that you've positioned yourself to have higher income and create additional options for yourself. Now, having said that, I will say, if it's close and you started as a priority member and then you got a, a raise and now you're at 103% of the median income as opposed to 97 I will almost always make the exception. Now, if hey, you've got, such, you know, 
Well, well, of course, right? Because you know, we want to be fair. We want to do the right thing. I mean, now that that's something that we'll almost always do. You know, if it's close and you just went up a little bit of income, and it just happened to cross the line, right? We the line is not. You know, that's something that's within our control. That's within NACA's control. In terms of the interest rate, that's something I don't have control over. You know, the bank sets the interest rate every day. And what's significant about that is if you're above the median income and you're purchasing in a community above 80, uh, above 80% of the median income, meaning the census tract, then you will pay 1% higher than somebody purchasing as a priority member or purchasing in a low or moderate income community at 80% below that census tract. So where everyone else gets 3.125 today, that member would get 4.125. And that's a very small group, of, you know, percentage of members who are in that program. And Kelly out there, I hope that answered your question. Kelly just called in and thank you, Kelly. She asked about, can we talk about the difference in the interest rate for non-priority versus priority? And Kelly, that just answered your question. There is a difference. There's 1% difference uh, when you're talking about priority versus non-priority. And just like Eric said, it's 3.25 for uh, priority and- 3.125 priority. Um, can and be a net eight, right? Yeah. <laughs> for today's interest rate. And the interest rates can change day to day. Um, yeah. I wouldn't suggest, you know, trying to wait until they go down because, you know, from what the Fed's released, you know, they're more likely to go up um, than go down. You know, but some people play the, you know, gamble. You know, the, we have seen them go down an eighth, up an eighth um, within the same week. Wow. But, that's where the savings comes in. Always position yourself to be able to buy an eighth or a quarter percent, you know, right if down. you qualified for a certain amount and you were factoring a particular interest rate, you'll be able to buy the interest rate by, right back down to where it was if it climbs during your shopping because your rate isn't locked until you identify the property, get in contract, turn in the contract to your NACA housing counselor or, or NACA team member, and they upload, they do the data entry for your contract. That's when a document goes out to Bank of America capturing that property address, you know, who you are and sets the rate for that day. Wow. So that's when it's actually locked. It's locked at that point. Okay. Because I know a lot of members were thinking it was locked when they when they get the affordability and the, the, the other letter in the, on the purchase workshop and they're seeing an amount and they're thinking that it's locked in. And I'm like, no, it's not locked until you're under contract. Right. That's a great call out, Damien. A lot of people think it's they, the interest rate is set when they qualify. No, it's not set until they properly identify and the data entry is completed for that property. Right. It's a good call Thank out. Thank you. Absolutely. Anna Wolf. Anna is asking, what happens if you want to refi and can you explain the $25,000 lien? Absolutely. So, um, and they're, they're very well connected. Remember when I was talking about you, when you buy within the NACA program or a neighborhood stabilization program, we actually put what's called a soft second. You don't actually, you don't pay back the lien, but we put a lien against the property through the neighborhood stabilization agreement for $25,000. That lien's in place to put teeth in the eligibility criteria. Meaning if you try to rent out the property or not own or occupy it, that positions us to implement the lien and get you to either move back into the house or sell the house to somebody who will own or occupy. In addition to that, it ensures that for the first five years, you're going to be in that house and in that mortgage. So right. if you think you're going to want to refi in the first five years, NACA is not the program for you because you're going to pay back at a rate of $5,000 per year if you refinance early. So in your first year, so there's a 25, so you start with 25,000. If in the first year, year you complete a year and then you refi or sell, you owe 20,000. Second year, 15, third year, 10, and so on. So if you're not gonna be in the house, right. Once you finish five years, you can refi, sell, and your obligation is, is completed. So there is a lien. And if, um, and if you do want to refi, we will, after the five years, we will completely release the lien um, for the asking. Then you can refi. Uh, you know, the idea is with no down payment, no closing costs, interest rates lower than market, you, with the option to, in, to buy down your interest rate. I mean, there's a lot of investment in your loan up front. Um, and if you're not going to stabilize that community, we're taking that money that you're paying back to put back into the community. It goes back to the neighborhood stabilization fund. Yeah. 
Now, Eric, I do want to make sure that people know because, you know, life happens and things happen. And if you have to relocate and have to do something different or whatever, there is something where if you've stayed in the house for X amount of years, it's 5,000 a year. Um, is that still in place? Oh, well, well, a couple of things. So for that, the money we're talking about, it would only be if you sell. So if you sell, we would only take it if there are proceeds. So if life happened, you had to move across the country and you broke even, you don't owe us anything. You know, gotcha. We're not trying to take any money away from you. Right. It's, you can't use NACA to flip the property and make a profit. I mean, some in some cases in this market, there would still be a profit even after paying back the 25,000. Right. But the idea is this is not an investor program. It's not designed for you to flip. And for a refi, um, no matter what, you're going to end up having to pay that. Makes so, sense. Eric, let me let me just clarify something so that and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. NACA is a membership and with the membership comes benefits. And with these benefits, you can't do a la carte. I want this one, but not this. I want to do this. I don't want the 25. It's a kind of all or none membership. So either you take it or you leave it. If, if I'm correct, if I'm speaking correct about how this works, you can't. That's well put. The only thing I would add to it is that when it comes to the qualification process and the home buying process, we treat we treat each member as an individual, and we look at individual circumstances. Okay. Like we were just talking about, you know, someone whose income barely crosses the median income, you know, while they're in our program, will we look for an, an exception for that? Absolutely, we'd look, we would look. So we look at each individual and their accomplishments while they're working with our counselors. To so, for example, you know we have qualification criteria: twelve months on time payments, right? But a specific individual might not have twelve months on time payments because they had a medical issue, or because you know something mm -hmm. happened with the kids, or or even an oversight. You know, right. so we'll look at the rest of that file and look at the compensating factors. So we have a guideline, but that individual, we would say, yep, you're ready for home ownership, especially if they're being conservative about the payment they're looking for. They've been paying $2,500 a month in rent. They have not been borrowing money to do that. They have not been depleting their savings to do that. They have not been running up their credit cards or anything. Um, and now they want $2,100 for a qualification. That's a significant compensating factor. And I'm probably gonna make exceptions around payment history because affordability is key, right? If they're really demonstrating they can afford it, you know, and we understand why they had a few late payments and that's resolved. Whatever the reason they had the late payments are, is resolved, we'll go ahead and qualify that member. Okay. So you default okay. to benefit, not to harm, but you default to, to benefit. Correct, well, I mean, that's what our program's all about, right? It's about helping people. So you're exactly right. This, is, this program has features that, you know, are static and we're not going to move. But then when it comes to the counseling, you know, we work with everyone as an individual. So it is not a customizable program. And you're exactly right. A lot of people say, well, I want the interest rate from this program and I want the no down payment, no closing costs, but I don't want that you're limited to, you know, $484,250 in Little Rock, Arkansas. I want a $500,000 loan. Well, you're exactly right. You can't do that. You can't customize, you know, mm -hmm. This program is right. for you if you're looking for a $500,000 loan in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, so we work with individuals for getting for readiness for homeownership, for affordability in our counseling, but we don't change the program itself in terms of the loan terms of the program. Everyone gets the same low interest rate for who right. property identifies today. Everyone gets no down payment, no closing costs if they want it, and so on. Love it. Wow. And that's what makes it equal and fair. Right. So Ms. Tesfaye is asking, hello, I am already pre-approved and the rate I am approved for is low. So can I add my brother living in another state as a co-signer so I can be approved for more monthly mortgage rate? No, um, I don't like to be so direct with some things. But some things you have to be, and yeah. I'm not going to say I'm going to say absolutely not. Yeah. See, the key is to demonstrate your affordability. 
your brother's not going to help you with that mortgage payment. He's not living in the property. Um, we have to work within your affordability. When we do that, we'll get all of your income. So the only limiting factor, what you're describing. So the only limiting factor other than the purchase price that we already talked about is A, your affordability, which you can afford per month, and then B, housing or debt to income ratios. So if, you're, if you can afford more, then it's ratios as a limiting factor. Now, what I want to say to you is pay down some of your debt, work with your employer, increase income. You know, sometimes people take a take additional job, change jobs to be able to buy more house. But adding somebody to a loan just to on paper qualify for more does not work for the NACA program ever. Oh, wow. And I asked that question, Eric, because believe it or not, I've had that question three times before, but it's always after the show is over. And I always address it, but I wanted to, you to address it live for the masses because a lot of people are thinking that in order to get more house, let me add another, um, another borrower. But let's be real about it. If you get into a pickle, is, is that borrower going to assist you? And you, you summed it up quite well. Yeah. And because a lot of lenders out there don't care what they do to, to get a loan closed and they'll even suggest it. That is yeah. not, we're making sure. And frankly, you're not doing your brother any favors. He's now obligated on a mortgage for a house that he doesn't own. Um, so if he wants to buy another house of his own or, or his yeah. first house of his own, he's going to be limited in his debt to income ratio and may not be able to get that car loan, house loan, you know, or good financing for something he wants to do in life. Yeah, that's how the auto yeah. industry got in trouble, adding all those co-signers. Oh, wow. Know, just don't do it. Um, so Eric, you, oh, go ahead. Eric, would you also suggest... In, in that to help increase affordability, not only reducing her debt, but consider buying the interest rate down, which can increase um, to some degree as well. So maybe in conjunction Get with doing house. that and that, you can do it. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of the best ways to get more house for mm -hmm. the same monthly payment, buy down the interest rate. Yeah. So affordability is king, right? So if you know you want a payment of $2,100 or $1,800 or five or even $500 per month, whatever you can afford, you can increase how much house you buy by getting that interest rate down with the interest rate buy down. Because awesome. what makes up a payment is principal interest. So the principal is the amount you owe, you, you borrow, you're going to pay that back. So if you borrow 300,000, you're going to pay that back. The interest on the loan is another significant portion of your payment. Um, it's amortized over the term of the loan, either 15 to 30 years or 20 years with NACA. Um, soon, so that's a product soon coming to NACA. Um, and then taxes, you don't have a lot of control over that. Um, that's, that's in your jurisdiction, but apply for all of the exemptions you can. A lot of jurisdictions have owner-occupied exemptions and we're on an occupied program. Some have um, age exemptions, so for senior citizens. Some have exemptions, even if you don't have children, they'll reduce the school taxes for that jurisdiction. So make sure you work with you know, your real estate agent, your settlement agent, and do your homework about exemptions for taxes because that can bring down your payment. Um, and then of course, insurance. I always tell people, shop for insurance. I just cut my insurance almost in half because it's such creeping up year after year. Shop for different companies. It doesn't work like auto insurance. Where auto insurance, if you if you change your companies or, or break the term, you pay a penalty. They're not allowed to charge a penalty if you change if you break a term on homeowners insurance. So it doesn't matter if you had six months left on your policy. If you find a much better deal today, go ahead and take that better deal. You know, to have the same coverage. The only thing I would say about that is make sure you're using a reputable company that you've heard of Absolutely. before. And, um, you know, it's not a fly by night company. And you can really reduce your payment by just getting good insurance a lot less expensive. Insurance is one of those variable things. You get the same product, and one company is charging you $1,500 per year, and another company is charging $700 per year. Yeah, big difference. It's a, yeah, to a, it's a no brainer. And for a few hours of shopping, you can save, you know, in this case, $800 a year. Okay. All right, Lexi, I'm going to cover a, a couple of these because we can knock them out together. A lot of them are, are repetitive. And yes, guys, I will get the real estate team, the, the brokers from the different regions back on because I see now I got seven questions just on the housing market and how to shop for a home. So I will definitely, ladies, get, um, and I see one gentleman. So ladies and gentlemen, I will definitely try to get our real estate brokers back on 
uh, to a show so that we can talk about that and tackle that. But Lexi, Lexi out there is saying, hey guys, and Eric, you're gonna love this. Do you work with Georgia Dream for grants? Eric, a few shows ago, you picked up a big list of companies that offered. Oh, there it is. Mind sharing with us. When should we start applying for the grants after qualification? Well, um, with the grants, you apply separate from applying for NACA. So in some cases, you can apply without a property. So the short answer to your question is always apply as early as possible. Just like when you get started on getting ready for ownership, as soon as you decide that you want to buy a house, you know. Um, so always apply as early as possible. For most grants, they're, they attach to a property. So, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier with the housing authority, this specific grant only works within a specific jurisdiction. So, for example, I can't use the city of Augusta home subsidy program, subsidy program in Atlanta because it's, it's unique to this, the city of Augusta. Um, so I'd say apply as early as possible. And just because the grant that you want to work with is not already on my list does not mean I can't get it added very quickly. Um, I can usually get it added within you know, a five to seven day turn, business day turn time. Um, so just send the contact information for whoever, you know, the point of contact is that uh, told you about the grant or who runs the grant, um, the terms of the grant, any recorded documents, you know, some, sometimes grants, even though they're not to be hit back, they, they put a lien against the property. So it's a recorded instrument. Make sure we see a copy of that and the terms. Um, we'll review it and make sure the terms are consistent with the term that are beneficial to you. Um, most grants are things like stabilization grants, um, low moderate income grants. We'll make sure it works with the NACA program. We'll get it approved through Bank of America or whatever participating lender we're using at the time. And we can apply that grant with your NACA loan. How do you want them to feel that information? I mean, it's like a general email to send it to for them to get this information to where, where do you want them to, how do you want yeah. them to get it? To they get should get it to the counselor because the counselor okay. is usually going to be local to that area. So I want to make sure the counselor becomes aware of the grant and vets the grant on the ground level. And the counselor will send it to myself and their regional director, and we'll do an additional betting session. And okay. we might awesome. ask questions. We'll, you know, we'll ask for the NAC ID so we can connect it with that member and get it approved, not just for that member, but any members coming after them. Awesome. And we always get this question, Eric, and we're gonna, we should probably, I, I wish I had thought about addressing it as soon as the show started, but, uh, and Sarah, congratulations. Sarah finished her weekend class, uh, her home buyer workshop class. Congratulations, you are a NAC member. And she said, I did my class over the weekend. What are the next steps? Uh, how will I get, get, get a call from you guys? Or she, she's trying to figure out what, what to do next. Okay, so next steps, um, she, if she hasn't already, she'll receive the email with her NACA ID number. She'll use that to log on to her NACA web file and she'll upload as much information and documents as she possibly can. From her NACA web file, she'll get information on, on how to book her intake session, the intake is the first appointment you have. So it'll look at your address, where you are, where you want to purchase and connect you with, you know, the person of the office who understands where you want to buy. And you can either book your session online, or it also tells you in your web file how to contact NACA uh, member services, and they'll assist you in booking an appointment. You can dial any NACA phone number. You know, our main number is 617-250-6222. So any NACA phone number will go into our call queue. And then the option for member services is option seven, and they can assist you with making an appointment. But that's a good way you can reach, you know, counselors, you know, after you're, you've started, you know, your one-on-one counseling sessions, you have a counselor signed, you can reach your counselor that way. Um, actually, actually, option two is specifically for scheduling appointments. Right. So if you don't need any other questions answered, you can, you can use option two and schedule your appointment and, and so on. Once you're at bank, if you need assistance, you know, option four is for the mortgage division, which I, I also oversee. Um, and we can help you get closed or answer questions about if you, if you don't understand conditions and so on. So Eric, with that, with that question, say for instance, there's 10 documents that NACA needs, but I only have four. Are there a certain amount of key 
documents that if you gather me and we can get you an appointment because what I, I, I I'm afraid that may happen is that I'm waiting to get out 10. Now I finally get the appointment, but then I find out I got to do other stuff, which I could have been doing along with the other documents that I'm gathering. Does that make sense? It does, and it's a great point. So yes, there's a minimum amount of documents and information you have to provide prior to having your first session. To your point, you don't want to waste your time or the counselors and get there to find out what you need when, when we when there's a minimum of documents we can tell you up front. Now, in that, also up front, and that's where I was telling you, it's so important to go to www.naca.com, look at right. the purchase resources. Right. I mean, when I came through this program, I read everything up front. I walked in and qualified the day, the day we walked in for our intake. Uh, all they had to do is get my verification of rent and verification of employment. Now, that's not to say... I walked in and got ready in one day. My wife and I spent a year getting ready before we even had our first session. Um, so mm -hmm. we, had, we had been thinking about and we'd been saving That's money weird. and you know, our finances together even before we met NACA um, and before we knew about NACA. What, you know, for people who didn't you know, have that and didn't have budget resources up front, NACA can provide those. But at minimum, you need to get your income documents together, your asset documents together. You know, we'll pull your credit report once you get here. But you should go on. Um, everyone gets a free credit report at annualcreditreport.com. And you can pull your TransUnion Experience and Equifax. Now, remember, that's annual credit report. That is not free credit report. There's a lot of, you know, third-party services out there who try to make them look. But there's only one sanction, according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Everyone has a right to get a credit report per year for free. So you can just go out to annual credit report. So go ahead and pull your credit report, see what's on there. You know, you should know, but some people are surprised um, what's on there. And if something's missing from there, that should be on there, discuss that with your counselor. Don't think you got over because unfortunately, those are the things that come up in the 11th hour. Absolutely. And when you're at bank and Ooh, you're trying and to get your loan closed, you know, um, the bank has resources beyond your credit report. They have third-party resources. Um, and they can find out a lot of these things and you don't want to get into a situation where in the 11th hour, another shoe drops, you know, yep. we can solve anything as long as we know about it up front. You know, we'll work with you as long as it takes. Now, Eric, for those who don't know, what does at bank mean? Oh, I'm sorry. That's a good point. Um, at bank means, so there's three major steps. First, you know, after you have your intake, you're working with your counselor. First is getting qualified. So that's number one you get qualified to go shopping. So that's step number one. Step number two is shopping and getting property identified. You know, now that you're qualified for a payment, you go out there and find a property that fits within the payment you qualified for. And you come back and you go through a step called NACA credit access. Your counselor and a team of reviewers who works with me and my team will review the property with your qualification to ensure that it works and will approve you for NACA credit access. Once your NACA credit access approved, you'll actually take what's called a, 10, a Fannie Mae form 1003. It's a mortgage loan application. When you take that application, we send that to the bank and now you're in mortgage processing. That third step is what I was referring to at bank. You okay. actually have an application with the participating lender. Awesome, thank you for that clarification. Okay, and Africa, I hope I, I I hope we answered your question. And again, we're gonna get. I understand Jacksonville, Florida, Jackson, Mississippi, Austin, Texas. I saw you out there. Uh, Georgia, New York. I saw you out there. We'll we'll definitely get those brokers back because um, uh, more and more questions are coming through about property and purchasing in bad areas. And I, I think you guys need to hear that Kenneth Clark speech and Eric just alluded <laughs> to it. Don't talk about bad areas because looking at the areas and re revitalizing those areas is, is key. But um, we'll definitely get those questions answered and we'll have that show again. Sarah is asking- Do you mind if I put here. a quick comment on that? A very quick right. comment. Absolutely. One of my philosophies has always been to buy the worst house in the best area I can find. Um, that makes it affordable. And then, like I said, you can always change the house. You know, you have to be patient. I think, I think too many people watch HGTV and oh, want yeah. that perfect house day one. 
Look, not going to happen. You know, if you're true low monitor income, the best way to do it is buy the house that works for you, your family. But over time, you know, save your money and build it into the house of your dreams. Because like I said, you can't move the house. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people out there don't want to deal with having to do the upgrades. Right. Um, and I'll tell you straight up, upgrades are something you're going to have to do and repairs. I don't, whether you start with a rough house, Lifetime. whether you start with a brand new house, exactly, it never ends. It never ends. You're always going to have to work on it. So sometimes it's great to have a foundation of a house that needs a lot of work. So, you know, you, wherever you decide to start, you start in the downstairs bathroom and you get that just right. Then you go to the bedroom, get that just right, and so on. And you save your money over time. Yep. And then by the time you're done, you know, that house was way better than anything that was on the market. And you got it for a third of the price. Absolutely. My parents have been in their home for over, uh, over what, 40, 50 years. And every year during tax season, we always know when they get a little, little tax money, because my mom and dad are always trying to do home improvements. Home is always being improved. And I was like, can we get a little bit of that, mom? You know, house <laughs> is always being improved, but it, it's a never ending story. Sarah, Sarah's asking a good question, Eric. Sarah says, how do you do all of this stabilization when you have so many people gentrifying these neighborhoods that we that were meant for us to keep cultural influences in within the neighborhoods? It makes it hard for those who want to stay in the neighborhood and truly to afford and have affordability to these houses. We're, we're almost out of time in an hour we have, and I'm so glad Sarah, Sarah makes this statement because it's more of a statement than a question. And she's exactly reinforcing why NACA exists, yeah. why we have priority members, priority communities. Sarah, you're right. That's exactly what we're trying to prevent, the gentrification. If we can get our members back into these communities and rehab these houses and stabilize these houses, then they're there for us. And they're affordable for us. And we have communities who we love living in and with. That's exactly right. Gentrification is going to happen. We talked about Brooklyn earlier. Yep. My goodness, neighborhoods that I, the kids from my neighborhood were scared to go into in Brooklyn. Now we couldn't begin to afford and they're completely gentrified. And the people who are living there look nothing like us. And, yeah. you know, and Sarah, it's a great point you make. And that's exactly what we're trying to help prevent or slow down. Well, um, we do, you know, we do. The, and, and, you know, I know we're about out of time, but I'll say to people, if you already own a house in a neighborhood that's gentrifying, you know, don't just cash out and take the money and run, um, you know, stay in that neighborhood, be part of it, keep the culture there. It's yeah. really important because the more of us who leave, the quicker it flips over. Um, you know, it's, it's, gentrification is a very interesting thing. It's basically the opposite of the blockbusting that happened to us back in the 60s and 70s um, and, and even before and, yeah. and even after. Um, but, you know, I, I saw true. a lot of blockbusting in the 60s and 70s. And, um, so true, so true. Point, uh, also know, a plug we in. We have just, about, go ahead. Just a quick plug in. This is why our NACs, our neighborhood um, working together, that if you want to volunteer to work with NACA and the NACs, working together to stabilize neighborhoods, you just go to NACA.com, you'll see volunteer, and you'll sign up to work in the NACs. That's what they're doing, bringing neighborhoods together, getting to know your city officials, getting you to now be city officials so that we can control or maintain some of that, 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 that status quo of us being in the neighborhood. So definitely anybody that wants to volunteer, doesn't matter whether you're renting now, you're buying, you're in the process, please go join our NACs so we can work together to save our neighborhoods. Thank you. Okay. And, so and one we, thing I, I'm sorry, I just want to add one quick thing to, to what we were just talking about. Any agents or people who think about selling their house in the kind of communities that Sarah is talking about, and you might need to sell because you might need to leave, really look at selling it to a NACA member or somebody who's going to keep that culture in the neighborhood. Uh, keep in mind, uh, NACA does all the work up front with full dock underwriting. So if you get in contract with a NACA member, you know, shy of the property not appraising, that loan will close. Amen.
Well, I was going to do a last round, but we're out of time, guys. <laughs> we had three good questions that I wanted to get out there. But guess what? We're still going to answer those questions. We're going to keep it locked in. So we're, we're going to get on Facebook and, and address your questions and things like that. Eric, it is never, never enough time to to have Eric Exum onto the show, guys. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. We try to keep him coming back every month and we thank you for interrupting your day, but to give back and pour into the community across the country, Eric. Thank you as always. Thank you all. It's always thank good you. to have you. Thank you. www.naca.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining. Be safe. Follow us, like us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and all of the social media out there. Damien, that's it. That's our time. Never enough time. Thank you. Be safe. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com. <laughs>